Welcome to the Theory of DFS podcast. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender Ed, Blender HD on Twitter, and the co-author of the Theory of Daily Fantasy Sports 15-hour audio DFS masterclass at theoryofdfs.com. Joining with me this week because uh, Eric is uh, MIA uh, <laughs> once again. Uh, I have no idea if it's the snow. I've I've no idea what's going on. Uh, downswing. I've no idea. Feel free to tweet at him and, and, and say, where, where the hell have you been? But joining me is uh, Greg Ehrenberg, G. Ehrenberg DFS from Awesomeo.com. If you're if you're on Awesomeo's YouTube channel, you, you probably see him multiple times uh, in a week. And uh, I, I, w- I wanted to bring you on for, for two reasons. One, uh, well, three reasons. One, Eric couldn't make it. So then that, that's that's the honest truth. Like, I, I last night, I, you need to find someone. I'm, 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 okay, I'll wait till the morning and just like, who, who's stupid enough to come on this fucking show? Okay, there we got someone. Uh, two things. Uh, we made fun of, like, this was like maybe two or three weeks ago. We're both in our respective sites, like private channels. So like Roto Grinders has a Discord. Awesome. Oh, you have a Slack. Uh, are you like me that I, I don't tilt my players. I, I don't, I, I like the players are whatever. I mean, like it just shit happens and uh, we've been playing DFS for long enough that whatever, like great. Reggie Jackson's in foul trouble. Okay. <laughs> Greg Mason, Frank Mason injured four minutes into the slate. Like whatever, when it shit happens. Uh, I tilt more, uh, having to be in the chat during a slate where apparently if your player has not scored 30 points in the first five minutes of the game, <laughs> your lineups are dead. What an idiot who imagined playing that guy. Uh, how the hell do you deal with it? So it's funny because like you, I don't actually care. Like, cause the other thing too, is I've been doing this for a very long time now. I, I quit my regular job to play DFS full time about six years ago now. So I know the highs and lows. I know what it is. I know some days I'm Some days I'm going to have shitty lineups. Some days I'm going to have good lineups. And over the long haul, I've proven to myself at this point that I know that it's going to be it's going to be fine long term. So anything that happens weird on an individual slate, I'd be like, that's minorly annoying, but I don't actually care. However, I will tweet about it a lot and make a lot of jokes because I've realized that something that I particularly gain traction on, if I make fun of plays not working well during a slate, throw up some some gifs, some memes, whatever, I get a lot of traction on that. That's where I gain the most of my followers. That's where I get the most of my engagements. So I don't actually care, but I like to write jokes about it on Twitter because it's something that that works for me in terms of social media presence. But how about how about for the people? Like for instance, you could sign up to to Roto Grinders for a premium membership and you get into premium discord and there's thousands of people in there. Same thing for Awesomeo for, for Slack. I'm, I'm not, of course I work for Roto Grinders. You work for Awesomeo. To me, to me, it's not a competition to me. It's not, I, I don't, there's, I think Awesomeo shows are great, right? I listen to the NBA DFS strategy show. I, I, I listen to, you know, Matt Kajeski's uh, tuna uh, uh, <laughs> campaigns in the morning. I mean, I, I, it, it, it's it's one big industry. It's perfectly fine. I, I, I appreciate good content, no matter if it's if it's at Roto Grinder, if it's at Awesomeo, ETR, Fantasy Labs, wherever. Uh, but inside of our private communities, like my goal, same thing for this this podcast, is I teach one hundred percent transparently everything that I know, and my goal is to help you play better, help you become profitable. Uh, and 
if everyone did it, uh, my edge would be gone. But <laughs> I know I know that ninety five percent of people just fucking won't do it. Just like just no matter what I do, they just won't learn. But to me, that tilts me more of like I'm here to help you. Why are you overreacting five minutes into a slate? What what uh, is is Chris Boucher dead? Like, dude, he hasn't he's, he he does he doesn't start. Like, obviously, he has no point six minutes into the slate. Like, how how do you how do you deal with that? How do you deal with managing trying to teach and help people when uh, I view it as as like where the emotions take hold? It's almost like like how how do you not know that that's the rotation for the Raptors? How do you how do you not how how do how do you Having you played this every day, we're dealing primarily with people that play at most of the time, not like once in a blue moon. That had, you know, Jeremy Lamb, oh my God, dead. Like he's, <laughs> dude, he, he, he's, he's playing, he didn't start. Like, 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 and then we'll close, and then, oh, at, at the half, Miles Bridges at the half. Oh, can't win with him. It's like, dude, he's like 90% owned. Like if he puts up 18 in cash games, you could still win. Like, how do you, how, do do you just do you just tune it out? Me, I, my personality is like I, I I look at it and sometimes I have to walk away, going like I'm I'm too angry. Like I'm dude, I'm trying to teach you, I'm trying to help you. But at 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 what point do I have to say like if you're gonna if you're gonna constantly be like this, like you're never gonna get better? Yeah, well, I think we have to. Number one, I think there's a lot of people who recognize that. Like they they know that it's not really that big of a deal. But number one, there's people who believe in crazy jinxes, and they think that somehow some message they type in a Slack chat has an outcome on the results <laughs> of the game. Like somehow, like oh, Giannis got off to a bad start, but if I complain about him in my Slack chat, this is gonna send some sort of forces through the universe, and magically he's gonna start becoming a better shooter or something like that. There are people who actually think this, and they think that they are somehow impacting the games for miles away based on. Some Slack message. When somebody's sending the exact opposite Slack message in some other channel, and somehow they cancel each other out, but there's some sort of force that was I don't I don't know. But there's all kinds of weird kinds of of juju that goes on that people believe in. But I also think a lot of people I recognize, and this is something to more your point how I deal about how I deal with this. There's two different kinds of people. There's some people that actually want to learn, and I'm willing to teach. I've spent so much time in DMs on Twitter or Slack where I'm going through and taking people's questions that actually want to learn. But then I also recognize that I wouldn't say that people are a lost cause, but there are a lot of people that are in DFS just for the entertainment aspect, right? Like they, they want to tilt players. They want to be unhappy when their lineups lose. There are a lot of people that their favorite part of DFS, I, I'm convinced, is losing and complaining about it online. <laughs> that is, I think that's a lot of people, their favorite aspect of DFS. And I think there's a lot of people that sign up for premium services to be part of a community and just be in that Slack chat and just complain about when things aren't working, right? To to celebrate when things go well. And they don't necessarily always care if they're proper what the results of their lineup are. So I've come to realize that, that I'm dealing with different people and I'm not always gonna try to force my certain strategy or beliefs on a lot of people because there's a lot of people that don't wanna hear it. They just wanna have a good time. And part of that is actually losing for people and complaining about it. So, so you think that that the complaining is, is people having a good time? Because me, I view it from a perspective that it's, it's one of those things where, uh, if you're right, it's because you're brilliant. And if you're wrong, it's someone else's fault. Like, like I, I, I view it that way of same as why I do the pregame show every weekday morning of like showing sharp players in results DB and saying this, this is what they did. 
did you did you do similar things? Maybe not the exact, right? They're playing 150 lineups. What type of constructions were they doing, right? If 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 you see across the board that 96% of people had Frank Mason and you got a zero with Frank Mason, like if I were to trade, if you were to, had the ability to trade five years worth of results and, and, and ROI with any of these players that I'm looking at, would you do it? The answer is yes. Then, well, you made similar choices and, you know, they got screwed and you got screwed. But the actual choice, if you, if you didn't, if you, your lineups look nothing like any, any top 50 player or whatever, you go to the cash games and you're seeing that half your players are 3% owned. It do, to me, it doesn't matter if you did well or you didn't do well. That you like, you're not going to be profitable in the long term if all these profitable players are making these decisions and you're not. But that's that's the rational mind. Like that, you you have to me. I'm trying to appeal to to that that like non reptile part of your brain, <laughs> and I find it tilting when most of the people that I'm dealing with are inside of the reptile part of their brain. Yet they still claim that, well, I, I, I want I want to get better at this. But you but you you think that maybe it's more due to the fact that they pay the the, the subscription so they could lie. Like I view it as lying to yourself. I was like, now that I have someone that could tell me what to do, uh, even though I know that they're more profitable than me, and I know that there's I know what variance is. I mean, they don't necess- they don't technically know what it is, but they they know that it, oh things could happen. But they want to be able to say, well, what else could I have done? I listened to Greg. What else could I have done? I listened to Alex. Right? Ship my money said to play this guy, and he got four points. And of course, he has him in ninety seven percent of his lineups. <laughs> right? But but oh now now oh now it's not my fault if if I lose and that's, that's where the value comes in to me. I find that stupid, but it seems like you're more on that side of the, like, I understand the, the entertainment people. I always say, if you're playing entertainment, this is, you know, you're going to play blackjack. And if you lose, if you lose 50 bucks, you had a good time. Then you don't even have to listen to me at all. Pick whoever you want and have fun. I fucking come up with the, you know, on the third Saturday of every month, some guy with the, the last name of H that goes off. I mean, do it, whatever <laughs> system you want to do, that's perfectly fine with me. It's it's the ones where, like, you, uh, and a lot of times you see, like, bouncing around looking for, I call it looking for the easy button. Is the easy button here? Let me try this out for a month or two. Oh, no, the easy button isn't here. I'm going to go somewhere else, and I'm going to try to find the easy button. Five years later, they're, they, they, they're still not profitable. They still haven't found the easy button. And to me, it's it's due to the fact of you're looking for an excuse and not actually looking looking to play DFS as seriously long-term, which tends to be much, much less exciting than what people think it is. But isn't that really a larger societal thing? Isn't that what people do in, in everything as a whole? And then I also think that that goes to also, like what I was saying before, there's also two different kinds of people where there are some people, well, actually, we'll say three different kinds of people. There's the people who are actually looking to learn, because there are people who are subscribers to all different sites that I've dealt with, that I've had really good interactions with, that become very good players over the course of time, become profitable because they ask questions. Yeah, but how much of a percent is that? How about two percent, five percent? It's it's not it's not it's not the large majority, but those people are out there. Then there's people who are, I think I do think though the largest majority of people are in this for entertainment, and they're just looking to have a good time. And I, I recognize that those are the people. And then there's also the other people who think that, like you said, they're, they're the easy button. Actually, the largest majority is probably the easy button people 
who are just looking for the quick solution. But that's the person that exists in the large majority everywhere who, who are looking for the fast way out and who are always trying to kind of reverse history and are always looking at everything as being like, oh, I, I should have been successful at this or I should have been successful at, uh, at, at something else. So they'll look back at their lineups and say that, oh, if I would have just swapped this player who I roster for this other player who I never considered, I would have won all this money when that's just a fruitless activity. I, I think that that's that same type of person also. Yeah, but, but those are the type of people that we make money off of. Kind of. I mean, I, I know what you're saying, because uh, those are the people who are probably subscribing to sites the most and bouncing around from place to place. But I'm, but sorry, I also, not, but I'm not, not even a subscriber-wise. I mean, even Joe Schmo on the couch of, oh, yeah. of like, you know, like, oh, it couldn't have been me that's doing something wrong. I mean, you, you, you go on Reddit, you go on some of these Facebook groups, you see conspiracy theories that, like, I could— I. I couldn't come up with them myself. Like they're just so out, <laughs> out, out, out of, I go once in a while, every couple of months go, let, let me search through what, what's weird conspiracy theory. I, uh, people post on Twitter. I, I'm, I'm, I'm selling lineups when it's like, no, I'm just, I, I'm just using projections. Like that's, that's what they, what are projections? Oh, that, well then that, like you kind of don't understand like how, how, how the game kind of works. Uh, it doesn't seem like it tilts you as, no, as, not- as, so, as someone that, that it's inherently like, this is the reason I do this podcast. I do the pregame show. <laughs> I want to teach people. I'm 100% want to teach people, but it gets to the point where it's like, like how exhausting is it to, to 174 times saying the same thing? And, and it's like, like at, at some point, like when, when are you going to learn? Like, then don't claim you fine. Say you're not here to learn. Say here, you like bitching and moaning. I'm, I respect that. Okay, say say I want to I want to use I want to use Meansy's core plays, and if they're wrong, um, I'm going to tell Andy that he sucks, and that's what I'm paying for. Okay, if you want to admit that, <laughs> that's perfectly fine. But you know you know how many times I and I'm not talking about new people, someone that's just getting into DFS. I can understand having a lot of questions that may seem stupid to someone that's been playing for five years, but the same people like week after week after week, and like, well, how do you? How do you do this? And a- asking the same questions. I don't know. Maybe I, maybe I brought you on so I could bitch at you. <laughs> I just, I just, you, you seem so much more, you see so much more at peace to like, like I, I'm assuming that also most slack must be a, a fucking train wreck during slates. I mean, I mean, cause you, you guys have a lot of people there and you gain a lot of traction from YouTube. I'm, I'm Roto-Grinders has a bunch of people also. And like 90% of it is, is hindsight bias and recent and like all the you list all the biases, and over the course of four hours you're gonna see all of them, like in the course of one slate, and I'm sitting there going, going I literally wrote a chapter about how to eliminate bias so you so not so you play with a sound mind, and like how do you not t- how do you not tilt that? <laughs> you know what that kind of reminds me of, uh, so because we both have a comedy background, so Doug Stanhope said on. Uh, one of his specials, he said, "Why are why are people still talking about abortion? I solved that on my third album. Why why are why are people still discussing this?" And that's kind of the same thing too, where you're like, "I already I already taught you guys about about variants. Why why is this still an issue? Why are we talking about recency bias? I wrote that as a chapter in my book, but it's still so people people could read that information. They could say, "Hey, I agree with this," but then it becomes really hard for people to actually put that information into practice. 
And that's something that I'll struggle with sometimes too, because I might be looking at, at players that I project to be well compared to the ownership projections. And I'll say, I, I think this guy is a really good play. I'll pick out one individual play. And then when I actually go to build my lineup sometimes, I find it hard to get those players actually in that I've recognized as contrarian options or that I think is actual good plays when I go to build my lineups. And so I understand. Do you follow where I'm going here? Do you kind of understand? Well, what I'm I mean, I, I'm I'm the lineups, not players guy. So I understand <laughs> completely. I don't look for plays. So I just look for lineups. So like, I my approach is a little bit different to, to GPPs. But I but don't but don't you think that highlights the mindset difference of like, well, this guy could be a good play, but you can't build you can't build a, a the highest EV lineups with that player or they could they could be 30 great plays on a slate but can you based on the positional scarcity i mean oh can i play can i play a coro on fan yeah you can in certain lineups i mean he projects x and you could do that like but but that comes like it's almost the difference between linear and non-linear thinking like you're thinking like with the plays like you've identified plays like those like in a vacuum like linearly like makes sense, but we're really playing a game that's non-linear, where where people will ask you, there's some, you know, Rinpack or something, you know, right? He won yesterday. How did you play that guy? It's like, well, it just, a lot of times it's just, well, it just happened to fit, just happened to fit in the lineup. I mean, like, yeah. there's no like, there's no secret sauce to that. But once you remove the fact that there's no secret sauce, don't don't you think that that DFS could appear? like a black box and with a black box people don't have the understanding of what's inside like these top players are doing something so either they're colluding either they're they they have they uh, uh mock lovin knew something from the spurs organization that lonnie walker who was a dnp for, for weeks was going to come in and score 42 points at no ownership like they but it's all a black box to them we're uh, we're trying to remove the black box and go this is these are the concepts that are in here. This is the math that's in here. But if you don't have the fundamental, like if you don't, if you're, if you're not approaching the game from a, from a, I want to learn perspective, like it's always going to look like a black box. And then with, with the black box comes all the, well, I have to blame something. I have to, I have to, I have to find some type of confirmation that goes along with, he was a good play because it's his birthday. Uh, that, that's the reason, <laughs> right? Or it was a bad play because he didn't get a haircut. I mean, we trust me. In the road, last season, <laughs> we there, was, there was a haircut narrative. <laughs> he got a haircut. We got to play him, and then he did well. And now we're looking for haircuts. Like that's all to me. That's fun in games. I'll, I'll say that jokingly, but isn't our goal as content providers to turn DFS from a black box game into a? a game that could be understandable to people. Yes and no. I still think ultimately our job is to entertain people though. Like ideally, and by the way, somebody being more profitable, that could be a form of the entertainment, right? Because if somebody wins a whole bunch of money, they had a good time, right? And they're entertained. But I also think if somebody reads an article and it makes them laugh, if somebody watches a show and they enjoy it, they have a good time, we're also doing our job because then they're coming back to watch it again, which ultimately is the purpose of a show. Like, And there's multiple ways that you could achieve that goal. If you give out really good information, people come back. If people have a good time watching, if they like asking you questions, they like it to be answered, they come back. So I think there's multiple things that go into it. And by the way, you could have a show that has 
you could give out the best information in the world and people might just be bored and not give a shit about your show and not show up. And to me, you're not doing your job then either, either, even if you've given out the best information possible. And then you also have to present it in a way that people are able to actually take in that information and take something from it. So if you're, if you're giving people out the best DFS advice in the world, like your book is, you have a very good book. You've one of the best DFS books that anybody's written. However, if people were to read that and, and they just see all the information in there, except they're not able to uh, break it down in a way that they're able to understand, then it wouldn't have done its part. So that's why I think there's a lot of elements that go into what our job is as content creators. And ultimately, if people keep coming back for whatever reason it is they're coming back, then you're doing your job. People are going to notice that you were sucking up there because you can't read my book <laughs> because it's an audio course. Oh, well, my, my bad, but uh, people call it an audio book and whatever, but I, I disagree with you. I, I think, okay. I think people, they want to know, they want to win, not profitable, but you know, that that's a nebulous concept of like, what's long-term profitable. I mean, cause you see tons of times, uh, I'll get a DM, uh, beat you in a head to head today. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to lose, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to lose 40% of the time. Like what that's, that's no big deal. Like they, I'm long-term like one slate doesn't matter but people look i want to win tonight who do i play tonight to win it to me it's the wrong mindset but i still think that that they're not they're not coming for entertainment they're that's a bonus sure if it's entertaining but i i think i i'm tuning in an hour before the slate live before lock whatever you have seven thousand shows at awesome i don't know what's going on (laughs) What they're called, the Way deeper dive. That. Who knows? Who that. knows? They turn. They turn into one another, right? <laughs> uh, they're 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 coming for like, I, I think you're better than me. Tell me what to do. I th- I still think that that's ninety five percent. Like if you were boring as fuck, and if I came to you and said, "Tell me what to do," and then I won, like I don't give a shit. Like like there yeah, there's a certain segment that's like it's a boring as fuck show, but. Uh, but they tell me what to do. But I mean, we both know that DFS is not a game of tell me what to do. Like it's, it's, it's just simply not it's just like poker. What, are, what do I do with pocket Queens? Well, what the fuck? Like that's what, what game are you like? There's, there's, there's so, there's so many other questions. I'm not going to sit with you at the table and look at your cards and tell you to rail. I mean, like there's, I'm not going to do that, but you could learn the concepts. Like, but I still think that it's that, that's what people want. Is it what they need? No, but I well, still but, think that I still think that's what they want. Like, how do you turn? How how do you convert that over from this? I know I know this is what people want, but I'm telling you that this the the answer to this that you're going to get is is not going to help you. Like, how how do you how do you turn people to the to the other side? You 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 seem you seem like you're perfectly fine with like it. Who cares if if people uh, you know whatever like uh, you see people sh- people not winning and going well Greg you suck right you told me to play so and so and you suck like I I I never I never want to be put in that position I just want to say well here are the concepts and you here you go I'll teach you how to fish and go out and fish as best as you can and then you can't come back to me and say well why didn't you tell me to play Hassan Whiteside. It's like, how the fuck did I know he was going to go? Like, who would know that? Like, there's a percentage chance you could have played him, or it's the opposite, Greg. You didn't, you didn't say they, they, you have Hassan Whiteside in your lineup, right? In one of your 150 lineups or something, 
and it's due to a late swap probably. And, uh, you know, Jetty Osmond's in or whatever. Uh, you didn't mention Jetty Osmond on the show. Like, to me, to me, it, 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 to people that don't know any better, like, it, it almost feels like a hit on my own integrity. Or, or, is that, or am I just projecting? So here's, here's what people actually want. Like, we, we, you talked about the easy button before. People don't want to know what to do with pocket queens. They want to know how to get pocket queens. Like that's, that's, that's <laughs> right, which is something you can't do, right? But, 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 that's, but, isn't, but isn't that what a lot of people want? And that's not something that's possible. So I, that's why, to me, and number one, one of the reasons that, because no matter what, now we have a lot of people that watch the shows at Osmo. Inevitably, I'm going to get a bunch of messages, DMs, tweets at me every night at the end of my shows. A bunch of people are going to be happy, and there's always going to be people that are unhappy. It, it's inevitable. That's always how it works. Except I know over time there are going to be more people that are happy than people that are unhappy because I have been a profitable player for a long time. I give out the advice and I try to tell people how I'm building my lineups and I try to I try to communicate that as best as possible. So I know that to me at least I have my own integrity and I know that I'm, when I'm when people ask me what plays I like or what I'm doing with my lineups, as long as I tell the truth. Number one, I know that that's going to be information that's profitable over the long haul. But then number two, I don't have anything to worry about personally because I was not dishonest. I gave everybody as forthcoming information as I possibly could. So there's always going to be those trolls. There's going to be people that are unhappy. The reason it doesn't bother me is because it's, it's out of my control. There's nothing I could do about it. There's always going to be people that are unhappy. Yeah, but I, I view I – view, I, view I come at, at it the honesty perspective a different way. I tell them the brutal truth when they go – well, what do you think of what do you think of this guy? I go, I don't think of, I don't know that guy. I don't I don't what I could tell you what he's projected for. That's it. Are you playing that guy? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I don't I don't know. It's it's now 5:30. I haven't even built my lineups. He may maybe maybe not. Do you think he's a good play? I go, I don't think anyone's a good play. I don't think any I don't think anyone's a bad play. You could build anything with any line Maybe a guy that's only playing five minutes. Maybe maybe that's an NBA that's you, you don't you don't do it. But football, fucking fucking the fifth receiver can come out and hit a fucking hundred yard touchdown, right? I mean, a pinch hitter in baseball. Yeah, you're most likely not playing a pinch hitter in in in, in MLB DFS. But there's if there's a twenty seven hundred dollar ninth hitter in some some lineup on a thirteen game slate, like I could show you a, I could show you a lineup for a large field GPP that contains that player. That has that is has positive expected value. So if I could do that, I could do that for any player. So if someone asked me, who are the good plays? I go, well, who projects well? Like, whatever the projections say, isn't it? You're telling the truth because they're asking you, like, what are you doing? And you're telling them what you're doing. But I'm, but aren't I doing the same thing? But to me, to me, the 95% of people, the people that want the easy button, they, they, it's more likely they accept your answer. And my answer looks like, like, what the fuck are you talking about? Well, I, I think I yell less. I think, is, 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 well, isn't that a different? <laughs> but that, but that's that part of the entertainment, though? Greg. Yeah, that's that the, is, that, I'm the Lewis true. Black. I, that's, uh, trust me, I'm not, I'm not this angry. I'm never, I'm, it, it's, 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 it's a car. It's a, it's a heightened version. You do comedy. It's a heightened version of your, your actual personality. But do, do you think, I, not to, not to be, use you as my psychologist, do you, do you think it's more of me projecting of like, if like, I know th- I know my answer is the truth, is objectively the truth. Greg, you would agree with my answer, but from a, a content perspective, like it's 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 hence why I like doing strategy and review shows and not like before lock type of shows where 
where like I'm I'm forced into positions where I have to say, well, these are the best projected. Here are the eight best projected players. And if you play all the eight players and you're playing large field GPP, you're going to lose. Like how, how do people like if you're playing cash game? Sure. Yeah, that's the best lineup. Put it in double ups. But but for people that don't understand the, you know, the the concept of, of equity and GPPs, they don't get how how could the eight best the best lineup that you can make be unprofitable in a in a 60,000 entry GPP? Because those are the best plays, Greg. I played the best plays, and I and I only min cashed every every all these times, and I never win. And it's like, well, once you tell them, and it's not about the plays, then their heads explode. But that's the real answer. But there's a different way to explain the plays. So like something that I don't do personally, but we have it we have it up on awesomeo.com is Alex has his boom bust tool, which has the projected ownership for players, but also based on simulation, says this is a player's projected chance to win to end up in the optimal lineup. So just the guy off the top of my head today, like LeBron James for uh, for Tuesday's particular slate. He's somebody who's projected for around 30% ownership. However, his projected odds of being in the optimal lineup is projected over 40% right now, at least at the time we're talking about this. So I try to talk through in those in those terms where I say that this guy has has X amount of ownership, but this is what I think their odds of success actually are. <laughs> So then it's not necessarily just, is this guy a standalone good play? It's relative to his ownership. Do you want to be above or below the field on him? And then from that, I say that based on that information, I have this player, I'm going to be X amount compared to the field. Right, but isn't that, con- that's the concept of relative value. That's leverage. Like that's that concept. What I try to do is teach the concept and then then you could look there's now I look we very similarly in roto grinders we have a smash percentage it's the they're all called, they're all the same things just just called different differently uh it's all the same concepts like we're not we're not we're not talking about what it's not ex, it's all the same shit but like I take a look at for this current slate and go well Carl Anthony Towns based on our projection compared to other people in his price range has a very low smash percentage but he's only going to be 8% owned. And so, yes, he's 14% to smash at 8% ownership. Uh, does that make Carl Anthony Towns uh, now bad play for cash games for if you're looking for median scores? But could I build uh, a Carl Anthony Towns lineup for a large field GPP? Well, yes. And in that lineup with an 8% owned Carl Anthony Towns, uh, I could jam in all the, pretty much I could jam in all the, like whoever the cheap value is this slate, I don't care about their fucking ownership. Like just give it to me because I'm going to be different there. But individually, Carl Anthony Towns, based on your assessment, would be a bad play. But yeah, he would be a bad play. If he was 40% owned, I'd stay away from him like it's a fucking plague. But, but 95% of the audience, since they may not understand the concept of relative value or leverage for GPPs that you're looking to gain points that other people are not getting. Uh, how, to me, how, 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 how do you end up being like, like it's still, I don't know. I view it as honesty as like, how do, how do I say that, that, that you could, you could like, that's why I say play whoever you want. I mean, like my answer <laughs> has to be play whoever you want because you can build a lineup with them. I is it li- now? If you ask me, is it likely that I build a lineup with them? Then I could answer. I go no. So, but that doesn't mean oh. Then he kind of he puts up fifty points and it's like well yeah, you have fourteen percent chance of doing that. Like, like that's 
shit shit happens. So like my attitude is is that I I don't I don't view people that do like picks and stuff as like like oh you you guys suck or whatever you know like I, I get it. I mean I, I do shows plenty where I'm like this is who I like and this is but I'm doing it based on the numbers. I'm doing it the same way that you said like. LeBron has more of a chance of being in the winning lineup than he'll be owned. Right. But, I mean, you could probably find fucking 20 players like that. I mean, like, is it going to be LeBron or maybe do you play Harden? Maybe you play Jalen Brown. Maybe, like, it's all of that stuff. And then, eventually, like, it ends up, it ends up being that people have to constantly, like, well, who is it on this slate? And I'd rather just teach from the perspective of, here's the concept. Go look at the projections. You tell me. Who, who has positive leverage and who has negative leverage. And once they could do that a couple of times, to me, they don't have to, they don't have to ask me anything anymore. So here's a question for you then. Uh, how often do you think these concepts should be reiterated? Because you have, you have your audio book, which is standalone thing, but then when you go to do a live before lock show or whatever, a pregame show, do you feel those concepts constantly need to be reiterated? Because the way I approach it is, I kind of assume that people want to know those concepts, either already know them or they're going to ask me about them. And then I'm just going to talk about them as if the audience already knows on the show, because you can't do you can't do the same show every day and just be like, this is what these terms mean. And just and just rehash that every day. At least I feel like I, I do, do it every day. That's, <laughs> I do it in the Discord. like that. That's the tilt part for me. That To me, that's the tilt part. I'm not talking about new people. If you just got into DFS, I I I don't tilt. I don't tilt. I'm new. I've only played recreationally. I'm just getting into it seriously. I don't. Uh, I have all the patience in the world. It's more the fact of like, like how would you like, like uh, you project. It's it's the same thing as the projections of like uh, we're projecting J. Michael Green for 27 points, right? But that's a median. So if he puts up 25. Fucking projections, god damn it, they're wrong. Like, yeah. like that means you don't understand the concept of like what a media what a range of outcomes even. Like, you don't even understand the statistical concept of what you're even looking at. So how how long does it take to like to reiterate you say on a show, uh, this guy projects well, or he's more likely to be in than the like, but you're you're really describing a mathematical concept that if someone you don't need to know the formula, but if you don't get the concept of like, well, J. Michael Green within one standard deviation will score somewhere between, based on our projections, somewhere between 16 and 41. And the, you know, the next reaction that they have is, well, that's fucking large. Like, like <laughs> so there's a big difference between 16 and 41. And I tell them if he scores 16 or 41, you can't tilt because that's within one standard deviation. And then people... But that's what variance is. Like we we say that basketball, especially, is a low variant sport. But when I'm telling you that the range of outcomes on a player for Giannis is 44 to 77, people go fucking a range of 32 <laughs> points. Like yes, that's that would be the fat part of that distribution curve. And if he got 46 or 76, it's virtually the like probabilistically the same. So 76 is not like abnormal and 46 is not abnormal. He puts, if he puts up 61, like that's his 50%. That's his median. Like, but once me and you get that, it, which is the main reason why we don't, we don't fucking tilt over players shit. Right. Because like we see how variant this stuff is, but how do you, how do you teach people? How do you do shows? How do you do content? 
like you say, uh, you, what are you going to do? Reiterate this over and over again? How else are you not? How else is it going to get through until you reiterate it over and over again? Yeah. So at least on shows, because I think there's multiple ways to go about. It. Like I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm not gonna explain every concept from start to finish, the the totality of it all. But I will talk about the range of outcomes of an individual player, and then the people who want to listen to that part will listen to it. And at the end, I'll say, so therefore, this is why I ended up playing this guy in X percentage of my lineups. So there's kind of something there for everybody, where I've briefly hit on the reason that I think a player has a certain range of outcomes, or why their minutes are unpredictable, or whatever it is. And then I'll say that because of those factors, that is leading me to play X percentage of player, X percentage of time. This is what their ownership is. So that way, people are looking at me like, okay, so... If they don't care at all about why it is that I'm getting to that player's percentage, I gave them how much I like that guy at the end. I have this guy in 28% of my lineups, whatever X player is. So people still have that information to latch onto. I'm still giving them the the thing they're looking for. If the guy, if somebody's just looking for the play, I'm giving it to them oftentimes. Yeah, but, but isn't that not help? But to me, isn't that not helping them? No, because I give out the concept also for why it is that I like that player, and I always try to talk through it. I'm on the air for a gazillion hours. I know that. I know. I that's that, 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 that's I why up. I find it. Like, how do you – how the fuck do you do this without fucking – pull? I mean, I, I still have hair. I have a COVID haircut, <laughs> but, I mean, I pull out my hair. Like, even the terminology. Like, it, is, it, is it just me? Like, it feels, it feels, like, it, it feels like I'm crazy. Like, when people ask me – like, I don't use terms like like ever. Because I don't like anyone. I don't like, there's no like, I don't like these, you could rip the name. I don't, Greg, I know you were at ba Basketball Monster before. Mm -hmm. Like, you're big into basketball. I frankly did give no fucks about basketball <laughs> until, okay, how could I expand my DFS game from soccer to baseball? Oh, basketball. I haven't watched this since Sha Shaq was on the fucking magic, right? But I mean, like, when I was a kid. But, like, sure, just give me numbers and I'll play, this is a math game to me. And sure, people like you, obviously Basketball Monster was kind of a cheat code before people realized that they could use Basketball Monster to play DFS well uh, and go, well, Greg's at Basketball Monster and he gives him Michael Porter's minutes is 33. Like, I don't have to do the research. I don't like it's there. And then you have the, the fucking all the rates and everything. Like, I think a lot of people don't realize that that you could have just printed with with Basketball Monster like five years ago. Because people were not aware, not, the general public wasn't. But now the projections are much more prevalent. It 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 comes back to the central concept of I'm in the Roto Grinders Discord, and one of the biggest fights that I have is getting people to look at the goddamn projections. Like like it's lit. It, the answers are literally there for you, and like just just look like. But I come across as well. Why can't you give me your plays? And I'm like. Like, dude, like when you ask me a one v, like if you ask me a one v one of do I play, I'm gonna I'm gonna do our projections, right? I, I don't know what the fuck time it was updated, <laughs> right? But like two, like oh, do do you play uh, do you play uh, Harden, uh, who two Harden or LeBron, right? And someone will say that something it's ten eight and ten one or whatever, and I'll, I'll go. It's like well uh, well Harden's fifty five point seven seven and LeBron's fifty four point three six, so Harden. Like, why can't you just look at that? Like, I'm just reading the projection. Like, what, what, my, 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 the, what I'm trying to teach is what does it, like, you don't even have to ask, like, what, the math is there for you. Like, do you, if, if the, if the answer is I don't trust the model, well, that's a different story. I don't fucking, I don't trust these goddamn numbers. Fine. I could, I, I trust them. 
right? I, you could aggregate them. You could even like, oh, I don't trust. Oh, I don't think Noto's giving 32 minutes here and I, I go to labs and Justin's giving 29 minutes and you guys are giving 30 minutes and I go, I think maybe we're, be, we're being a little aggressive on so-and-so's minutes and maybe I take that into account and bump them down a little, which is what I tell people that they could do. If you don't agree with how this rotation is going to be, then you fucking put, put it in the middle of minutes allocation yourself. Fucking export this to Excel, change the usage rates, change the assist, do whatever the fuck you want. If, but if you're relying on, on, on people that you believe are no better than you, like I just looked, you know, Greg, you were a basketball monster, right? I use those for check. I was like, whatever they think is going to be better than what I think, but the numbers represent the players. It, I try, I, I, I get where you're coming from. I get the perils of doing content, but I struggle with, I think it's more productive, at least for the 5% of people that, that want to learn or whatever, that are, are going to end up being better than me at this, that, that it's better to give those answers of like, like, no, no, just look at the projections. It's like, well, I just want to know the 2v2. It's like, well, I'll, I could add them up too. Okay, I'm going to add up these two players' projections with those two players' projections. These two players have a 0.8 point higher projection. So, Given me no other context, go with the other two. But do you think the other two is going to do well? I have no idea what's going to happen on the slate. So, well, you, you don't think so-and-so is going to cry? I, I literally don't even care about outcomes. Like these answers to someone that comes, that is like, I just want to win. I'm going to tune into YouTube. I'm going to see people with backwards hats always. Because if you're on Awesome it's always people with backwards hats. <laughs> that's how I differentiate myself. I don't right, wear a hat. Right, right. You're, you're, you're that's, right. That's the, only, that's the only reason I've gotten anywhere in this industry. I don't wear a hat. And people are like, yeah, this guy's different. We're going right. to put him on shows. He doesn't wear a hat. Right. You, I, but, don't you, but don't you think, <laughs> don't you think, truthfully, even though it's harder to consume, that what I'm doing is trying to help, is, is trying to help them more and sacrificing, basically sacrificing the people that are like, if you don't get it, like, then you're just, you're just not leave like it's just like I'm, I'm not i'm i'm not gonna dumb this down to something that if i gave you the plays i know in my heart of what i'm doing is 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 the incorrect way of thinking about dfs see but the way i'm doing it is i'm giving them the play at the end yeah but i don't believe in plays it's like we're dealing with a religion like you believe in god and i don't believe there is a god so like like that's how that it, it's weird to say, but that's how I view it. And this is not like an attack on you. I, I, I content is I, I could, I listen to your shows. I understand what you're saying without you saying it. Okay. Right. I listen to Adam. I listen to Alex. I think they're great shows, but I'm listening for, I'm li- I know what you mean by he has more of a, ch- I, I know all the concepts and I know that you're dumbing it down for like, this would be a good play here. Good. It's like, well, he would be a good play in a lineup. Like if you're going to play LeBron at the small forward position, right. Or are you going to play him in the point guard position? That means you're getting leverage off of Lillard. So probably you're not going to play Lillard in that lineup. And if you're not playing Lillard in the lineup, maybe you don't play, maybe play Cantor to get leverage off of like I'm building the lineup, but I know that's literally what you're, you guys are talking about without talking about it. So like, I understand that. I know you guys understand it. But, uh, like, how do, how do I, I, I'm still using you as a psychologist. How do I reconcile with the fact that I, I feel like if, if I have a take that, it, that there, there shouldn't be any takes. Like, I just, I've, I have no belief in takes to begin with. 
Well, I have, I'm, I'm going to throw you a bone here. Do you want to hear what, do you want to hear what tilts me? Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you okay, the thing, I'll tell you the you? that upset me. The, the 2v2 or the 3v3 questions where there's one player who's the same in both sides of them. That drives me crazy 100% of the time where somebody's like, do you like do you like a LeBron and Harris or do you like LeBron and Jones? It's like, right. why why is LeBron on both sides of it? Why, why is that? Why right. is that you have to factor those. You have to you, you, you got math class. You got to get those out of there. That's 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 like 60 percent of 2v2 questions. Somehow end up with one player who's the same in both sides. Um, so that's that's one. The other one also is the 1v1 questions, which is like. Uh, James Harden or Jordan Clarkson? It's like I don't. There's seven different price different. ranges. Yeah, right. Like, that's that's the other. That's the other one. I never know how to answer. Yeah, but uh, but let, 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 I'll, I'm going to still draw you again. The fact that they're asking questions where the guys are different price ranges, don't do you think that's a failing of your own teaching? No. So I think I under I generally understand where where it's coming, or at least I think I understand where it's coming from. A lot of times, I don't. I don't even to, understand where it's coming. It, I I don't it, understand how you could have a one v one of dude. How could you have? Are you going to leave five thousand on the table? If the answer is yes, then I would say probably don't do it. But, but don't. I I believe that bad like bad questions are a byproduct of my own content. I think this is this is a better way of taking you out of the doghouse because it sounds like I'm 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 shitting on on what you do, but I don't. But I'm not. Uh, I think bad questions are inevitable in, in in everything, but especially in this industry, because you're you're just going to get them. Because people ask so many questions, and a lot of them are going to be ridiculous. Like, I mean, I did a show yesterday. We got I got asked whether Kawhi was out 800 times. Like at a at a certain point, everybody knows the answer. He's out. Uh, but but that's not necessarily that's particularly you no know, strategy related. But you're just going to get a lot of questions that are re- repetitive and not high level thought out questions a lot of the time. Uh, but I think what, so there's one V one question where somebody's like Clarkson or, or James Harden for yesterday's slate, for instance, I think what people are looking at is they're trying to figure out which guy do I want to prioritize at this particular position. So that's why I don't, when I answer the question, I'm, I'm not trying to do it in a way where I'm talking down to them and just making them feel stupid. Uh, but I'm trying to say like, all right, why are you comparing these two players? And then we could try to figure out what it is because yeah, because that does happen a lot where people are asking me one v one questions and it's just like people are different positions, people are like thousands of dollars different in salary. So I'm trying to figure out then like all right, why are you asking this question? And then we kind of try to break it down. And then it could be something where I'm actually teaching somebody or maybe trying to go through the process of how I would come about certain plays over other plays. I know you don't believe in plays, but how I'd end up on certain players more or less than other players in my lineups. And that's where I think that you could make those not good questions, not necessarily better questions, but something that somebody could learn from it. Yeah, I, I take the opposite approach. <laughs> yeah. but, I'm, but I'm a native New Yorker. I know you did comedy in New York. Are you, mm-hmm. are you originally from New York? New Jersey, but, but New not Jer- Okay, not, so yeah. you get the New York attitude. I'm from, from, I'm from Brooklyn, old school Brooklyn, right? Irish, Italian, Brooklyn. I'm a Jew, but whatever. I, you know, but I, like the attitude of like, like it's, that's a dumb fucking question. I mean, like, just, just, yo, how do I get to the air? Like, you know, fucking, fucking turn around, you idiot. I mean, like, <laughs> like, it's that type of way. So to me, uh, I mean, maybe, maybe it's not the best teaching style for many people, but I'd rather, I'd rather, you know, immediately that it's a stupid question. I want you, I want you to question why I'm talking, da- why I'm talking down to you, right? Rather than sugarcoating it and go, oh, okay, oh, okay. and then repeating the same mistakes over and over again, that my methodology is, is like, no, you, you don't get, no, you're stupid. 
Like, stop asking stupid questions. And they go, well, what would a smart question be? Well, now you're now you're moving towards the, up towards the way. But then, then some people are like, fuck you, you're, you're an asshole. And then fine, then, 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 then feel free, feel free to donate. That's perfectly fine to me. Keep on playing my games. No problem with it whatsoever. But at least for you're you're more, much more of a nicer guy than I am, I guess. Right? Yeah, it, do, it does seem it, that does seem to be the case. Right. But also, uh, I but also I think part of it too is so I I'm the oldest of four siblings, so I have a lot of patience. I think that's definitely part of it. I think I think that plays into it. I, I feel like I feel like from what from what we know about each other, I think I have maybe a little bit more patience than you. Is that fair to say? A little bit, but I have tons. I I've I've spent I, just like you. I answer. I answer about five to six emails a day. I answer about ten DMs a day. I've got I've gone into I in our Rotogrinders Discord. I've spent four to five hours giving basically statistics classes to be like I have tons of patience of people that want to, that truly want to learn, and I go through example by example. And okay, you answered this question. I've got people that have a testimonial to, to my book. I I've spent half an hour sessions with for free for nothing explain anything you ever want to know but it still comes from the perspective of that that you that you 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 want to learn the game that whatever preconceptions you have you have to throw out whatever well well why well if this didn't matter why do people why do they offer it it's like because people want it not because it's useful when i say that oh uh, what's this well you take they take a lot wide receiver cornerback matchups I go, don't even bother looking at them. And go, well, then if it wasn't valuable, why do, why why does this site have them and that site have them? And yeah, because people want them. Just same reason why why at the roulette wheel they show the fucking numbers that came out, even though it doesn't fucking matter. Because people want people. them. <laughs> it matters to some people who are not who are more, idiots. Who are, who are it, it idiots. Matters, it, it matters <laughs> to people who also lose at DFS and lose at other table games. Right. But it shouldn't shouldn't that be the point, the overall point that that what what we should be doing is making it so you know all the dumb shit fucking this is what matters and it's hard and it's a long-term thing you could be really good and lose three months straight if you're playing just large field gpps you could be extremely good and lose fifty thousand dollars in a fucking month and be really good doing it you could be really build great lineups doing it uh isn't that much harder to sell then, then here are the plays and here are the whatever. I mean, to me, that's the fundamental difference. I'm not saying that that's bad. I think the hybrid of content of like that is is perfectly fine. If so, if, if hey, we, we, Chris Kirkwood gets on, Grant gets on the show and go, I love Jeremy Grant tonight. If if he loves Jeremy Grant, he loves Jeremy. I, that's that, that's perfectly fine. My personal styles is I feel that if I did that, I'm perpetuating uh, uh, a strategic mindset that is not what I is not what I do. So, like how, so how how what other answer could I give other than, well, what what are you doing tonight? It's like what does it matter what I'm doing tonight? I'm playing the two hundred and fifty dollar fucking three max contest, so I'm I'm jamming I'm jamming in four fucking rockets, right? Oh, so that's so I should be jamming in four rockets. It's like, are you playing the you playing the mini max? Like Jesus Christ, you're playing the large fucking mini max. God, bang your head against the keyboard. Someone's gonna win banging the head against the keyboard. So maybe you shouldn't be playing four rockets in your lineup. Like, how how do how do we reconcile content wise 
Because you guys, you, I think you guys do it well at Awesome I truly do. But how, how do we, how, what, what it could be a better way of being able to, to teach people the concepts better without focusing so much on like the 95% of people that want the, you know, the, the, the candy, the little candy, like, uh, just give me the little piece of candy and I'm good and I'm happy. And then I get to blame you later if it goes wrong. Don't you think that, that there, there needs to be a little bit more balance? Well, I, I could only say it this way. If I knew a better way to do it, I would be doing it that way. If, uh, <laughs> like, right? If, if there was, if there was some other way that we knew how to do it. But I also think there's always going to be those people that we're not going to be able to reach, and I don't sweat that too much. If there's somebody, how does it not bother you? It bothers because, the fuck because, out of me. Because because it's inevitable. When we did comedy and we're trying to work out new material, it's going to go bad sometimes. It's inevitable. If you look at something as inevitable, like. What can I do about it? If right? I have a it's, good joke, it's always going to work. It's it's not. Some of them are some of them are going to be bad. Some of them are going to be great. Yeah, when and... you first write them, sure, yeah. But I mean, eventually, <laughs> it's like yeah. don't, when you did comedy, don't don't you have jokes that you know work that you can at least like benchmark it against other things, like if, especially in New York with some of these rooms that you do. Uh, but when you go out, like if if you're like, okay, this joke works ninety nine percent of the time. And it gets silence. Like, I can't judge any of the rest of my material. If I try new material, like, like I just, does nothing. But, like, if, if I insert a new joke into my set, and I'm, like, killing, and then I do the new joke, and it's like, eh, then I have to go, like, that. I guess it sucks. But you know that's an inevitable outcome, where you know that some of it's going to suck and some of it's not going to go well. And that's the same as DFS, right? Some slates are going to go well, some slates are not going to go well. So that goes back to why I don't tilt individual slates, because I already know the deal going in. It might go well, it might not go well, but I know more of them are going to go well than aren't going to go well over the long haul. Therefore, I'm not tilting individual slates. It's not any different than doing my content. The majority of people are going to like it. There's always going to be people in the YouTube chat that show up and go, I fucking hate Greg Ehrenberg. Get this guy off the show. <laughs> I know that's an inevitable outcome. I see that in the YouTube chat. I laugh 100% of the time. There was, there was people that wanted to get me fired yesterday because said Andre Drummond wouldn't be an asset to, to an NBA championship team. And people thought it was the dumbest take they ever heard. There were people who were tweeting at Awesome on Twitter saying you have to get rid of Greg Ehrenberg because he doesn't think, he doesn't think Andre Drummond is a great NBA player. But I know but he's that not a great. But you're ex right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but I know that's what the deal is going in. I know when I'm doing my content, it's going to appeal to the majority of people, and there's going to be people that don't like it. So if I approach it already knowing that there are people who are going to dislike me because I'm I'm growing a bigger following. There's a lot of people that that watch our YouTube shows. There's a lot of people that watch your YouTube shows. It is inevitable that people will not like it. We are not for everybody. So I, I can't sweat the individual people that don't like me because it's an it's it's an inevitable outcome. The, uh, if if I'm gonna if I'm gonna get upset about everybody who doesn't enjoy the content or doesn't enjoy my teaching processes or whatever, then I'm just gonna be upset all the time because that, I, it's, you're it's, describing <laughs> me. You're just you're, you're <laughs> describing me during a slate. It it to me, Greg. It's it's only during a slate, like before the slate when nothing's going on, but when like there are seemingly reasonable people that enjoy that that. Seem to be want, wanting to learn. Start like uh, Sabonis. Oh, Sabonis! If you didn't have Sabonis, you're you're you're, you're, you're you, no no Sabonis, no cash. And then he doesn't even play the fucking fourth quarter. <laughs> and now now it's the other way around. Of oh, Jesus Christ, who told me to play Sabonis? It's like, how do I not tilt when it's like? Didn't we didn't we this afternoon talk about this very concept? It almost it it. This, maybe this is the reason why I don't have kids, Greg. 
This this this, this may be the reason because I wouldn't be able to deal with like I'm going to sit down and teach you something, right? And then you're gonna you're gonna do that do this thing based on that process three hours from now, and then not remember anything of what I just fucking said. And to to me, that's the that that's more of the annoying part than like if you just say fuck you, I'm not listening. Okay, I, I have no bones about it, but. It's the same thing in poker when I tried to coach someone and I said, I want you to sit down and fold every hand for eight hours. Like even aces, like even aces. It's going to cost you one, two dollar blinds, whatever. And he couldn't do it. So it's like, how could, I, I know I'm going to get upset trying to teach you because if you can't even do that, then anything that I teach you, you're never going to be able to implement. And it's only going to make me upset to, that I'm, I even wasted the time doing so. So I'll add one more thing and then uh, I'll short on time so I have to run. But so I think part of it also is my life experience that kind of impacts my mindset, too, because uh, when so the reason I don't do comedy anymore is because I got very sick. I have I have ulcerative colitis and Crohn's. And that's the the only reason that I stopped doing comedy and got into playing DFS was because I was really sick. I couldn't travel. I couldn't go on the road anymore. I, I had to spend time in the hospital. I was going to a bunch of doctors and whatnot. And. I was getting prescribed a bunch of different medicines and we we're trying different things. I, I tried everything I could possibly do. And eventually I had to realize it was out of my control. I could do what I can to try to improve my situation. But how I felt on an individual day, it wasn't related to my diet. It wasn't related to my medication. It was just it was just randomness. And it wasn't until I found medicine that started working for me. And I realized that there are times where I'm just going to get sick anyway. And it's out of my control. And I had to just let go of that. Because if I constantly sweated and thought about how I could get sick at any time, I was just miserable all the time. But once I was able to let that go and just kind of be like, hey, I'm just going to live my life and not think about my my health issues, I started to just get healthier. And then the other stuff just kind of started to go away too because I, part of it was mental in terms of I was inducing stress on myself that was causing some inflammatory issues in, inside my stomach. And once I was able to just kind of admit there are things in my life that I have no control over. It is outside of it is outside of my hands entirely. No matter what I do, it isn't going to control that. I, it it led to me becoming more successful in other areas, and so that's kind of my mindset. And I think that's also how I'm able to approach it in these ways. We're just like, hey, certain people are going to hate me, so be it. Whatever they don't like me. So it's the same thing. It's you're basically telling me the same thing that I tell people about DFS, <laughs> right? Like you can't control the outcomes. The players, if someone gets hurt, you can't. So I I need to take my own advice. By saying I can't control, if people if people listen to me and then don't take my advice and then yell at it, like that's it's it's not on me anymore. I should just okay. I guess I don't I don't know if I could do it that well, but I, maybe I could work on it. I, I feel Greg Doctor Doctor Ehrenberg, <laughs> right? Uh, G Ehrenberg DFS on Twitter. Because I don't know what Eric would have told me. Eric would have probably been tilting also. He'd be like, well, the fucking idiots also. Like what whatever. <laughs> But uh, they, they, people could catch you on fucking God knows how many shows on Awesomeo's YouTube channel. I mean, what? There's literally that. Is it just me, or is it their their show on like like twelve hours of the day? It's we literally have ten hours just of basketball content per day right now, and that doesn't even that doesn't even. How many plays we... are there? How how could you have no, ten all, hours? How all, many plays could there be? It's, it's Jordan. We give out all the plays. We give out all the plays. You, you might as well give out all the players on the slate for 10 hours. <laughs> the people show up. They're entertained. That's why they keep coming back. So for entertainment, go there. G Ehrenberg DFS um, at Blender HD theory of daily fantasy sports. 
15-hour audio DFS masterclass at theoryofdfs.com.